It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is there any chance or any hope that the Dallas Cowboys could be the number one seed in the NFC? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. We are answering your Twitter questions today, and we've got a bunch of really good ones. Let's start with this one from Ahmad. Uh, Landon, he wants to know, is there any hope left for the Cowboys to get the number one seed? <laughs> what games would the Eagles need to lose in order for the Cowboys to get this spot? I like that Ahmad's getting straight to the matter at hand, right? Just straight to business. Um, well, let, look, Mar- Marcus is going to pull up the, the, the scenarios here, but I, I will say that there is still a chance, right? Obviously the Cowboys are going to have to take care of their business, which includes beating the Eagles when we play, uh, not this week, but next week. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, the Eagles are going to need to give us some help as well. Uh, but I think, you know, the scenarios are going to have to include at least losing two games, um, and potentially lo- the Eagles losing, I would assume at least one more game to an NFC team, maybe. Well, or- and this is where it gets really confusing right so the best way for the cowboys to do this is they have to win out right run out when every game on your schedule obviously that includes beating the eagles you would need the eagles to lose the 49er game and then one other game it doesn't really matter who it would be against they would just have to finish uh one game behind the cowboys and that makes it really difficult because if yeah. you look at the Eagles schedule, they obviously they play the 49ers this week. If we're already counting that as a loss and we're already counting the Cowboy game as a loss, they would need to lose to one of the following teams. Seattle in Seattle, that's the most likely game. The Giants at home, the Giants on the road, or the Cardinals at home. <laughs> just like, the Giants twice. <laughs> I love it. It's just sweet and that's, irony, and that's, and that's why that game against the Bills was such a, a crusher, right? Because mm-hmm. th- that's – a a game that they very well could have lost. Now, not only do the Cowboys have to be perfect to the rest of the way and finish 14 and three, you also need them to lose a game that they really probably should. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, the Eagles have shown you that they are certainly capable of, of, of getting in a position to lose games that they shouldn't, but uh, it's, it's, it's a lot to hope for to, to be honest. Um, so it's going to have to go a, a, a pretty, very particular way. Uh, which includes the Cowboys having to be, you know, basically flawless the rest of the yeah. way. So now I will say there, there is a chance that Seattle game, because the 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 Eagles will be playing, you know, several really big games, including the Chiefs 
on the road. They play the Bills this week on short notice. They play the 49ers, who had 10 days to get ready for this game. They'll play the Cowboys, who had 10 days to get ready for their game. And then you have to go play in Seattle. Maybe that is a game where you could potentially slip up. But if they don't, and they get past that part relatively unscathed, it's going to be pretty hard for the Cowboys to catch them. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and, and listen, I think Seattle uh, in Seattle is a tough game for the Eagles, right? I mean, yeah. I think they'll be able to run the football, but if it gets into a throwing match, the Eagles could be in trouble, you know? Sure. So um, uh, I do think that uh, it, it, you know, it could be something that happens. But yeah, obviously the, the Bills game was, was the one that we were kind of all looking at as the, the one that kind of opened the door for, for us. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. No, so let's let's talk about where the Cowboys are at right now. According to FanDuel, uh, the Cowboys are plus eighteen hundred to to be the number one seed in the NFC. Obviously, for them to do that, they have to win their division. The Cowboys' odds to win their division right now, they're I believe the last time I checked, they were like plus three. Or sorry, they were plus seven hundred to win the NFC East. So FanDuel is giving them a pretty low percentage chance of doing yep. that. The good news from this weekend, Landon, is that the other contenders for the number five seed. Yeah. I mean, there's just no other really contenders, right? You yeah. had the Vikings, the Vikings and Seahawks, who were the number six and then the number seven seed, have both lost back-to-back games. The gap between those two teams is pretty wide. And now with the Cowboys playing the Seahawks this week, they can basically bury them. And why does that matter? Because the number five seed in the NFC is going to be so much more valuable than the other spots because the five seed is going to play the NFC South in first round. The sixth seed will probably play the Lions in Detroit, and the seventh seed will probably play at San Francisco in round one. That does not sound fun at all. Yeah, there's four good teams in the NFC. It's it's pretty clear at this point, yeah. right? And and two of them are in the NFC East. One of them is the, the Lions. Um, and and you know if you don't want to play any of those other teams, San Francisco, obviously. And if you don't want to play those other teams in the first round, then you got to get that fifth seed. Yeah, and and because the Cowboys happen to be in the same division as the Eagles, uh, uh, they obviously, uh, despite having one of the better records in the NFC, uh, aren't aren't the the head of their division, and now are just like what it's it's got to be at least two and a half games up on the yeah. sixth seed or something yeah. like that. So uh, the Cowboys, you know, they definitely need to kind of win out, and, and no matter what, I mean, obviously we still have a chance for the first seed, uh, but you know, I think they're at something like ninety nine percent the uh, chance to make the playoffs and uh yeah. and they're very much you know locked in on the fifth seat if they can kind of just continue the path all right can i give you a galaxy brain take before we move on i love it i love the galaxy brain take let's hear it all right so obviously obviously we're not rooting for the eagles to win against the 49ers because it's the eagles but... at the same time it might not be the worst thing in the world if philly is the one seed just play out the scenarios right if the Cowboys are the five seed, let's say they play the Falcons in round one and they win more. It's pretty likely that the Cowboys would play the Eagles in round two of the playoffs in Philadelphia. And I just think that's a much better matchup for I'd the Cowboys in round two than going to play San Fran, a fully healthy San Fran team in round two of the playoffs. I, I think it, I think the Cowboys path to the Super Bowl is a lot easier for them if they can go to Philly in round two compared to San Fran. Cause maybe San Fran gets knocked off by Detroit in round two. Maybe, maybe Detroit ends up being the, the two seed if the Eagles win this weekend and it's the 49ers having to go to Detroit rather than the other way around. I, I could just see a scenario where it actually benefits the Cowboys to have the Eagles win this weekend. 
Here's the other best part about that. You want to have the fantasy land like Cowboys dream for a second. Cowboy. I mean, first of all, I completely agree. I, I have no fear in going up in Philadelphia and playing the Eagles in the playoffs. Zero. We'll go up. I, I, the way that game last game went, give me another chance at that. I'll go up. We'll go up and we'll take care of business this time. What if you get to the Eagles in that first round? You beat them. Now suddenly we're talking about a potential. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see how things develop. But you're you're setting up a situation where you could potentially be playing an NFC Championship game in San Francisco, Cowboys versus the the Forty Niners in the NFC Championship game. Except this time, you've got Jimmy Johnson on your side, and he yeah. can show up at the game. And so when the Cowboys win, you get a uh, another like very cathartic. How about them Cowboys yeah. after the, a victory on the way to the Super Bowl? That's the scenario. That's my headcanon of what's going to happen the rest of the season so far. I love it. I, I love it. Uh, just really quickly before we move on, is there a certain team in the NFC South that you're rooting for? Like, is there one that so far that you've seen that you think Dallas matches up better against? Uh, I'm, st- I'm still, I-, I was holding out hope on my Carolina Panthers dream, but I, <laughs> I think that died last week. Um uh, I don't know. I mean, no, none of them look great. I, I, I'm not scared. I, I don't necessarily want to go play in New Orleans. That's um, the one for me. I don't want to go play in New Orleans like on a Saturday night. But I'm not scared of it, no. you know. So, uh, yeah, I would say just simply because I don't want to go play in New Orleans, I would probably pick Atlanta, I guess. But, but. And that's the way I'm leaning. I mean, Atlanta's offensive line might be able to beat them up a little bit, and they might be able to run the ball. But I think the Cowboys could be okay with Desmond Ritter. And that defense doesn't create a lot of pass rush, especially with oh, Grady yeah. Jarrett out for the season. Yeah. I think Dallas would be okay in that matchup. Uh, all right, let's get to some other questions uh, from our listeners, including what differences have we seen in Mike McCarthy's offense versus Kellen Moore? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seats before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total upfront so you know that you're getting a great deal without all of the hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOTONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply. Create an account, redeem promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Landon, let's get to uh, some more questions. We've got a, a bunch of really, really good ones today. Uh, this one from uh, – sorry, this this one is from Mark. I lost the name. Mark wants to know, now that we're 10, 11 games into the season, how do we compare Mike McCarthy's offense to Kellen Moore's? Well, I think the first the first big difference is in the amount of fanfare being presented for the offensive coordinator. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, look, I was reading an article this morning by uh, Doug Farr uh, from the Touchdown Wire. Um, and I think a lot of people just owe Mike McCarthy an apology, <laughs> like frankly, for just like what has been said throughout him and, 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 uh, hashtag Mike McCarthy did nothing wrong. Uh, so I just want to throw that part yeah, out. I mean, uh, the further think, we get removed from some of that stuff, it is kind of crazy. It is like, especially now, right? Like, I mean, you're talking about a guy that has led this team to 12 plus uh, almost 12 wins. If we let's, if we get there, we're hoping to get there. I think that will now be three seasons in a row. Is that not right? Yeah, yeah if we get to 12, um, it'll be three straight 12 and five seasons, the most wins ever by the Cowboys in a three-season stretch. So, I mean, again, we want to also, you know, as long as we're on an apology tour, uh, we want to talk about, you know, some of the you know, the misconceptions about this offense before this offense was even started this season. Uh, this is a more pass-heavy off- offense than it was last year. This is a deeper passing team than it was previously. The the, yard, the net yards per attempt is, I think, almost a yard or half a yard higher than it was last season. Um, this is a offense that, to me, um, has made Dak Prescott look as comfortable as he's ever looked. I think there were definitely times and spurts that you saw this with with uh, the offense last year, probably even more specifically two years ago, right, mm-hmm. where – you saw Dak at a level of comfort in which he was producing in a way that uh, you hadn't seen before. Um, uh, To me, this is a pass first run second team as clear as, as, as there is. Uh, And and they much so that even the owner is starting to believe that, yeah, we need to start throwing the ball to set up the run. It's crazy. I think, I think maybe we we fling the ball around a little bit, get those safeties back and maybe we can run the ball a little more. Uh, Yeah. It's just like, it's constant, you know, and and it's a B plus for that Jerry Jones. uh, Come on. It was on the spot. Give me a break. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think that the part that, that is like the biggest change to me is the kind of mentality, right? The, 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 and, and honestly, it wasn't necessarily part of the, the, uh, you know, game plan or, or, or plan of attack. It seems like early on in the season, it was a mentality switch that happened uh, after the, the, the buy or maybe after the San Francisco after game, but yeah, it does feel like the idea uh, it's, it's like they suddenly started watching our uh, RBSDM, you know, running backs don't matter.com and seeing, Oh, wait, on my site, by the way, Ben Baldwin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ours yeah. is very different. Yeah, very different, very different. Uh, you know, if, if you look at the you, you look at the uh, early run, you know, percentage and how uh, efficient the drives are when they start with an early run versus when they start with an early pass, and it's night and day. And frankly, it's it's night and day how good the run game is when yeah. you start with the pass versus when you start the series with the run. So, uh, to me, I think this offense. Um, I, I'm starting to believe more than I ever did before that. Some of the stuff that this offense wanted to do was 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 that was Kellen Moore stuff, you know, <laughs> like was was stuff that Kellen Moore wanted to do, and and I think it became more crystallized 
after watching this season with Kellen Moore at the Chargers and just kind of watching how they just can't seem to fully get it together all the time. And that felt so familiar. And someone posted a video of this kind of trick play that the Chargers mm-hmm. ran where they threw a, I think it was a dig route to, to uh, who was, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. They threw a dig route to a wide receiver. Keenan Allen, I think he yeah, it was Keenan Allen. Yeah. yeah. And then he ended up throwing a backwards lateral across the field to another wide receiver who Aguilar. was able to get Aguilar to get the first down. Right. And, and you're, and you're sitting there going and everyone's like, Oh, Kellen Moore's in his bag. And I'm like, this seems very familiar, right? Is like the, the, the I, I, I as the person who has to watch every snap of the Cowboys offense and not being able to pick up simple first downs or run routes where people are getting open or, you know, just kind of get the snap off at time at times uh, is being completely overlooked and over, over uh, shown by this one trick play that was put in that yes, got you a first down, but is not indicative of how the offense is running overall. And I think that's the difference between these two offenses is that, it Mike McCarthy just makes all the simple things work by not overcomplicating things. And to me, it's allowing guys like Dak Prescott and the rest of these guys to become playmakers because they're not having to execute overly complicated situations. They're, they're having a hand in what plays are being called. Go back to the, the sounds of the sidelines. You heard uh, uh, Brandon cooks going in and trying to uh, get that Dino play called uh, so that he could sc- end up scoring a touchdown on. I think it's stuff like that where it's not necessarily scheme first anymore. It's about, you know, getting the the ball in the hands of the playmakers and allowing them to make plays by simplifying things and making everybody comfortable. By the way, the Cowboys ran that trick play. I believe it was against the 49ers in their first playoff matchup, like to get them down the field. I, I think it was CeeDee Lamb that ended up catching the ball on the sideline. And that's what got them across the yep. field so they could set up that run. So Kellen Moore has actually used that play before. I think a perfect example of what you're talking about with Kellen Moore is I think the next drive of the game, you know, it's fourth down and the Ravens send a slot blitz. Yeah. And there's nobody on that side to kind of the way to beat the blitz is kind of throw over it. And there was just nobody there and there wasn't a design blitz beater. And I think that was sometimes the problem with Kellen Moore's offenses. There's a lot of really cool, fun things to look at to post on social media, but when it comes to beating simple problems, he didn't always being have sound. Just it. being yes. sound, you know. Yes. That's that's where it now, has issues. I still want to see how Mike McCarthy does against some better defenses that they're coming sure. up and playing. Uh, they're going to play Philadelphia here in a couple of weeks. We'll see, but it does feel like he's been flexible, right? We saw we we complained early in the season about the lack of motion, right? The Cowboys were like dead last in the NFL. Since the bye, they're not number one in motion, but I think they're it's a top 10, top 12 mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it even when the Cowboys used motion in the beginning of the part of the season, it didn't seem yeah, purposeful. Exactly. It seemed like they were just running motion to run it. Now they have a purpose. They're running these motions to get guys free against zone coverage to identify whether it's man or zone. It does feel like the Cowboys are adding things every single game to the offense that makes them just that much more dynamic. Yeah, and then on top of that, Dak is healthy as healthy as he's been, it feels like, in a couple of years, which allows him to use his legs more, uh, and he's comfortable with the offense. So I think those things all make for what we're seeing. So overall, just pretty pretty happy with uh, where we're at with Mike McCarthy and his offense? I mean, it's, it's an upgrade. We've upgraded. I mean, I, it's hard to argue that right now. I mean, they are uh, number we'll one see- in points right now. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what, what happens when, uh, when you know we start playing a little bit tougher teams, but... 
I mean, honestly, I'd argue that that Kellen Moore's offense at times played down to 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 bad teams, and we haven't seen that so much this season. So I'd call that an improvement as well. And, and the only game that we did see it was in week three. So you're still talking well, about yeah. a September game when you were without three starting offensive linemen and two of which you didn't know weren't going to be out. So it's every team in the play. NFL yeah. is going to have, have a bad game. Well, I mean, the Cowboys had two. The 49 hours a bad game, but a bad early season game that just so happened to be their, their one – slip up yeah agreed and and again i think there's a lot of uh, a lot more context there than some of these games that we've seen the cowboys play down to before yes. where they yes. didn't have any excuse all right let's talk about the cowboys at home because they have been <laughs> I, I i can't even believe how good they they are at home considering what i was used to growing up to where everybody yeah, would no come kidding. into dallas or texas stadium and just have their best performance of the year let's talk about why the cowboys have been so good at at&t stadium next This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, <laughs> outside my window, we got like 10 inches of snow. But FanDuel is keeping us nice and warm with a bunch of really, really good bets. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. You can go bet on the Cowboys to be the number one seed, as we mentioned at the top of the show. You can go bet on Dak Prescott to be the NFL MVP. I believe he's 10-1 to 1 to win that award right now. Mm-hmm. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel the official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Every day is on tomorrow's show. Landon and I are going to get you prepared for Cowboys Seahawks on Thursday night football. So make sure you tune in for that. Lena, let's finish up here with one final question. This one from Willie. He wants to know, with the difference in how the Cowboys play at home, do you think they need to secure some kind of home field advantage? How is this team just so much better at home than on the road? Well, I hate to to refer you to our first segment, uh, questioner, but it doesn't look so good on us securing any home field advantage. Um you know, look, maybe, uh, yeah, like I was talking to some of our friends last night, maybe, maybe the Vikings will uh, secure that uh, that on the road game in San Francisco and find a way to uh, to to beat to beat San Francisco. But even then, I, I doubt that it'll be us. That's I mean, the, your Vikings. best case is probably the Rams, just to have one of those Stafford games against McVay. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the Rams do have a pretty good shot to make the playoffs now that the Vikings oh, yeah. lost. So yeah, that's. If you're rooting for like a five or six seed to kind of come up and challenge the 49ers, it probably is the Rams. Yeah, and we can help them along too if we can beat Seattle uh, on yep. Thursday. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think that might be something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, you know, look, I, I think home field advantage is one of those things where uh, it, it's really, you know, about how good the team is, <laughs> about who they're playing more than anything. Uh, but I agree. Like, uh, I definitely remember when Texas Stadium was a home field advantage. Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I, I can go back in my <laughs> – 44 year old brain and, and and find a time when the Cowboys were a good home field advantage team. Right. And, and it was when they were winning Super Bowls. but you're right that since then uh, it feels like it's the opposite. It felt like the, the team and, and look, part of this is kind of the Cowboys curse, right? Is that every single team in the NFL, when they play the Cowboys, they're going to give them their best shot. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the reality the Cowboys part of the bright lights, big city aspect of, of the Dallas Cowboys part of, being America's team is that no matter how good you are, even when Clint Sterner is your quarterback, you're going to have a big, huge target on your back, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's made a, any kind of home field streak difficult, right? Because lots, I think also lots of teams try to travel to go to the ATT Stadium. Let's be honest, Cowboys home uh, home tickets, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, uh, season ticket holders have not been great all the time about holding on to their tickets and not yep. selling them to out-of-town folks. But having said all that, the Cowboys have been a very good football team this last 18 months or so and uh, and beyond. And, be, and uh, while playing on home on the fast turf that they're comfortable with, they clearly have some kind of sizable advantage here. Uh, and I, you know, it's hard. It's always difficult to kind of parse what is the the thing. Is it the teams they're playing? Is it the routine that just makes everyone comfortable at home? Uh, I mean, it's all probably part of the pie, right? Like if you give probably up like everything. Reasons. I do have a theory that I think this is at least on. Well, I think on both sides of the ball, I think this is the fastest Cowboys team that I can remember over like the last twenty years, right? Yeah. And I think that when you play on a fast track and you have fast players. It certainly helps. I mean, you just look at the defense. I mean, look how many guys on defense run like a sub four five. And you've got linebackers who absolutely fly oh, yeah. to the football. What the Mon Clark and Marquise Bell both ran, I think, a four five two or faster. Mm-hmm. You've got an edge rusher, Micah Parsons, who ran a four four flat, right? You've got corners that are ridiculously fast. You've got a defense in Dan Quinn that is known for its speed. And that just plays really well when you're don't when you don't have to worry about the elements. You don't have to worry about slipping because it's rainy outside. You don't have to worry about the grass being all choppy. I I, I do think that makes a big difference. Yeah, I mean for sure, speed is the great unequalizer, right? It's uh and and when that speed kind of is neutralized by elements, uh, the Cowboys don't have as much of an advantage as they do when they uh, are allowed to kind of fully avail themselves of that. So. Uh, I think that certainly is part of it. I also think that, you know, a, a big portion of, of the, dis, let's put it, let's call it the disparity between the, the, the road games and the, the home games is, you know, opponent based, right? Sure. Like you played San Francisco on the road, you played Philadelphia. On the road. But it's also so, been this way for the last couple of years. They've been really yeah, good at home, true. regardless of the opponent. Right. That's um, true. I, I was just thinking back, I'm trying to think what year it was, but I mean, there are years where the Cowboys had like, Zach Thomas and Keith Brooking were their linebackers. And it, it just felt like they were so slow on defense. And maybe this was like the Bill Parcells thing. Parcells always wanted a big, strong defense. Yep. So they didn't wear down against the run. And then you'd have co- these fast teams come into Texas Stadium, and the, the speed difference would be mind-blowing. That's just not the case anymore for the Cowboys. It, look on offense, right? 
Tony Pollard starting to get his speed back. Brandon Cooks is still one of the fastest receivers in the league. Uh, you, you just look so much – even Jake Ferguson, right, is he's not a fast tight end, but he might have been faster than some of the tight ends they had previously, uh, you know, for this team. I just think that the overall speed looks significantly better than what it's been over the last couple of decades. Yeah, the speeds. You know, look when you have artificial turf, speed is going to be a, 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 a difference and something that you should you know work. That's the other thing too is I think it, when you have a big, strong, tough team and you're playing on a, on the turf, you're kind of working against your own advantage, right? Exactly. Like it's like like so it's it's nice to kind of have them working towards the advantage that they have at home, which which is helpful. And and look, I think it's not great to. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're struggling with the idea of being able to win on the road. And is this going to be a problem for us? And how is this going to hold us back? But it, it, it's it's good to be good at home. It's yes. good to be have a reliable spot where you feel like you can, you know, garner get a bunch of wins and, and, and feel comfortable. Right. So um, I, I think that the road stuff uh, is is probably being more uh, uh, uh thrown out of whack because of the the quality of the opponents all our best quality opponents have been on the road so far so i I think that the 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 gap in the between how good they are at home versus where they on the road i think the floor is going to rise from the away games as opposed to the home field advantage being lowered clearly the cowboys have found a way to kind of unlock uh that advantage that exists at home yeah, if you're going to be a good team in the NFL, you have to be good at home. And the Cowboys have shown over the last couple of years under Mike McCarthy that not only are they a good home team, they're actually the best home team in the NFL. And that yeah. has given them a chance every year. I know that some of the playoff stuff isn't great, but it's given them a chance to get into the playoffs and have a chance to play you know, against some of the best teams. So you're right. Being good at home is one of the things you have to do to be a reliable contender from year to year. And the Cowboys have done that so far. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day or so on tomorrow's show, Lane and I are going to preview the Cowboys-Seahawks matchup on Thursday Night Football. We've got a crossover show coming on Thursday. We'll be back on Friday to break down the game, so make sure you tune in for that. Go to YouTube where we post shows every single day, Lockdown Cowboys over there. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.